Hey, welcome to the TVA Podcast with comedian Todd Van Allen and me, Darcy Fyan. This show is not work safe, not family friendly, and not to be taken seriously. Seriously. And here we are, episode 101 of the TVA Podcast. Why didn't you get me for 100? Because we don't do 100s this way. There's a brochure that you should have read on your way in. Um... My name is Tavin Alm, the uh, I guess the host of this. Uh, across the uh, we're in the casa, across the way. Here is uh, our producer Darcy Fyander. Hello. You might as well introduce the guest. I mean, he already spoke. Oh, he fuck him. Term. No, 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 no. You know what? He's going to sit there for a bit because for ages I've tried to have him on so we can promote the show, which is on tonight as this comes out, or Tuesday the thirteenth. I think it mm-hmm. is Tuesday the thirteenth. So we've been trying to get it on, and he's like, no, don't have me on, I'll be crap, na 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 and he's done nothing but try to sabotage it every step of the way as soon as he's gotten in here. So, so you're going to promote it. my show? Absolutely. While it's happening? No, not while it's happening. So this will be out in advance of that, tickets? so people can listen to it and go, this might be something I want to go check you know out. What? The six people that listen to this are not going to buy tickets to my show. Actually, it's eight now. And that brings up another point that we have to bring up. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, funny man and host of The Dark Show at uh, Absolute Comedy, Andrew Evans, how are you? I'm okay, I guess. No, you're not. You've got the fucking energy of a Bobby Mayer on a tranquilizer. I mean, what is I, this? I, maybe you should just play a Nathan McIntosh rebound. Oh, enough of you. <laughs> is every East Coaster this douchey or... Oh, right. We can't say douchey anymore. Jagoffy. Is it Jay Goffey? Is that what you want now? Yeah, I'm calling a halt to that as well. All right, really? Come up with something new. We'll come up with something then. I have to come up with something? Well, you're the one who said we can't use douchebag anymore. Yes. He's put a kibosh on the word douchebag. He says we can't do that anymore. It's not It's not good. It's not typical for you. Yeah, it's pretty lame. Yeah. Um, so, first of all, we got some feedback again off of episode 100, mm-hmm. which is our 100th episode, as the numbering scheme would uh, indicate, um, from your lovely wife. Yes. Kari, who said, enough of the self-deprecation. Well, then I'll shit kick him. Yeah. So um, I was thinking of some slogans that we could use from here on in that, uh, uh, you know, we could use to promote that aren't self-deprecating. That's good, because I thought we had nothing else. Like, no, no, no. I think I think we can come up with some of these. So tell me what you, what you guys think of these. All right. Uh, our moms think we're cool. That's not true. That's yeah. not Mm-hmm. All right, Darcy's mom does not think I'm cool. Um, Kari can't be wrong. I'm sure you could speak a testament yes, to that. Yes, that's probably true. Uh, we make it feel like one day, one hour at a time. Or so it should be one whole day, I would say. Um, even the crappiest podcasts come out only once a week. We've got two. Um, the best damn podcast in the world that comes out of 801 King Street West. I'm pretty sure we can make that. That is true. Yeah. Uh, so I bet there's a lot of King down. Street Wests in the world. Except for that great podcast that comes out of the fourth floor. Shut up. Awesome. Shut up. That's the transit schedule one. Shut up. And I think the last one we should have is, you do a better one. Um, Andrew, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. And the second you come in, you just make fun of everything I own and have. <laughs> you hang your bananas. <laughs> of course I hang you my bananas. You fucking hang your bananas. I hang my bananas because they don't rot as fast. If you have them on the counter, then they bruise faster. <laughs> it's called science, son. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing a radio interview where somebody okay. hangs their bananas. <laughs> they do that in all the top okay, studios. You want me to be interesting, you should have a less lame no. place for me to be. No, that, a lame place? That's in your rider, right? Yeah. Before I do it. a place, uh, sorry. <laughs> well, we'd need the guy to be... is inter- inter- interviewing me. Uh, 
He doesn't hang his bananas, does yeah. he? You know, it's a place you, the line. <laughs> we would it's need a place to be you host first. a dinner party. It's not where you talk comedy. Where would you eat? Have you seen the size of this place? Where would you eat? You ate your Big Mac standing up over the toilet. And I'm surprised you didn't pull out a knife and fork for me. In this so they were in the top place. drawer to the left of the stove. Okay, so <laughs> where do you live, Andrew? Where do you live, Andrew? What's <laughs> on King Street West? I'll tell you that. Money bags. <laughs> because I've got a functioning door and a toilet that flushes. You hang your fucking bananas. You got extra dough to be hanging bananas <laughs> for a five dollar banana hanger. I almost sculpted my own. <laughs> so where are your? Where do you keep your bananas? Are you even buying bananas? Uh, I'm on the lake shark. <laughs> that's it. That's, that, that's, that's lake shore in Islington. I think it is. Yeah. yeah, that's where I. That's where I drop out in a place that you're not living in right now. That's right. They had mold, so they kicked me out for a bit. Oh wow! Well, I get rid of the mold. <laughs> It'll come back when I come back, though. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, you know, they, you could use the fan in the bathroom. She didn't know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they got here and everywhere else in the place. Yeah. It's really concentrated in the bedroom. <laughs> so what was the deal with the mold? I don't understand that. Like, how was the mold? Uh, it rained over the summer and there's some mold up on the... Are we gonna, really going to talk about mold at my moldy place on your we podcast? We just talk shit because you won't talk about anything else, so we'll drive... We'll We're going to talk about my moldy apartment. Yeah, let's talk about your moldy podcast apartment. listeners are, you know, really, the only reason... <laughs> you should hear Brian Hope's episodes. <laughs> the only episodes that people don't need addiction again we're into self-deprecation we're going to put a halt to that yes, we're just going to call right. this episode this old moldy house continue <laughs> so it the, rained it got moldy yeah. it leaked they're waterproofing it they're oh. ripping up the roofs and the floor and stuff so they're putting you up somewhere though while they're doing all this um no but what? they're replacing all my stuff they're replacing everything yeah all your clothes and yeah they will had all my clothes professionally washed and brought in, uh, getting me new furniture and all that stuff. Holy cow. That must have been a lot of mold. Like, how much mold are we talking about? I don't about? know. I never saw it. It was in the walls, apparently. So they have to replace, like, every, like, like, are we talking, like, all your appliances or, like, like your computers and stuff? Anything or? porous. Oh, okay. So your bananas. Yes. See Sponge if you collection. Ruined. Sponge collection. Sponge collection, collection. Sponge collection. Six bags of opened cotton balls. <laughs> Damn it! Your cute My sculptures. Snoopy doll. <laughs> Your collection of, of little figurines and dolls. Your raggedy Ann montage gone. <laughs> How do you replace those? <laughs> That's insane, though. That sounds worse than like bed bugs. I know. I know. Those are huge now. Dude. You ate bed bugs? No, I didn't oh, have bed bugs. Oh, you ate bed bugs. <laughs> <laughs> You're married and have bed bugs. That's going to be twice as bad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what Kari's next piece of feedback is going to be. But you see be. now, like, you used to see couches on the side of the road. And right. when I lived in Montreal, you see something like that. It was better than yours. You go and get it, take it home, and then throw yours and put it on the curb, right? Right. Now they say, don't touch bed bugs. Something on the side of the street was better than yours? You never lived yeah, on campus? Something I somebody in... was throwing out was better than yours? <laughs> Ever been to the uh, the ghetto in Montreal? <laughs> oh, yeah. Queens Ghetto, Waterloo, any place with a university. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah, it's street like, furniture. Oh, yeah. Street furniture. Are you kidding me? Yeah. My favorite is like you go into the neighborhoods up here and everyone just has moved a couch out onto the porch. What's What's got your eye now? What? What, that I've got functioning lights? No. <laughs> but you have like a decanter. You're such a frou-frou. <laughs> 
That came as a gift. Look at you. Of course it did, because it you have frou frou friends who get you frou frou fucking gifts. Forty Creek whiskey decanter. Yeah, because yeah, the bottle, the fucking whiskey comes in ain't good enough. <laughs> so you, you can't. Your counter's not good enough to put the fucking bananas on. You got to hang them. You see, this is what I'm loving. I'm loving you just looking at this, and then suddenly you're going to have a new five minutes on me. Oh, I don't have a new five minutes. You're, <laughs> don't flatter yourself like that. Nothing in here is that interesting. <laughs> well, no, you're just getting your ire up about fucking everything that's in my you place. Have, you have cribbage uh, up and ready to go at a minute's notice in case somebody walks in and goes, we need to play cribbage. <laughs> I believe I've spotted you two points here. 15-2, 15-4. You know how to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just count. Look at you with the math. <laughs> you got the math skill. He's doing the modular algebra hand move. Um, Very much into modular algebra. <laughs> Parallel lines sometimes meet. Why? Well, if if you if if you get angry with my answers, why do you take me drinking after shows and then ask me about math? Or more to the point, just sit in front of me while I talk about it. Uh, it's, anything I don't know is fascinating to me. Really? Yeah. Including modular algebra. Like, really don't know. It's fascinating. Because the backstory is on this, Darcy. We got done a show. I can't even remember where it was. And it's even more fascinating to me that you're interested by it. What? What, the modular algebra? Yeah. It's very cool like, stuff. It's interesting to me mm -hmm. on one level. Right. It's really interesting to me that you love it. Oh, I don't love it. I took the course. You know, love it was it, part of my course it. of study. <sighs> I never taught. All oh, right. Fine. Fine. Steer us then. If you don't want it, you actually I'll, brought I'll this up on a podcast before about uh, parallel lines meeting. I think <laughs> this is this is a story <laughs> again. This one? is what happens. Okay, Todd invites a new guest over who has. You're only hundred episodes in, and you've already talked about parallel lines meeting. I just wanted to see if I could make Brian Hope's ears bleed. Hey, how about there's a how about that for a tag? He's well, not listening again. The first spit take of 2009. And, no, the TVA podcast. Where parallel lines meet. meet. <laughs> Projective geometry. I believe that's what it is. <laughs> then you had something? We'll no, get a bunch no. of math geeks tuning in and getting really pissed off. <laughs> and then suddenly the feedback signs just light up. We didn't appreciate your Pythagorean theorem joke because C squared should have been... Uh, I don't even want to make that. So, this is coming out on The Dark Show. This podcast is oh, coming right. out on or before the dark show because that's why we wanted to have you on. In fact, we bumped a guest so we could have you on. You bu who'd you bump? Uh, Sam Rankin. She is going to be shifted forward. Who's Sam Rankin? Sam Rankin is, is that uh, Dave's, Dave's girlfriend? girlfriend. Yeah. Da you bumped Dave's girlfriend. She's a sweetie. She is a sweetie. Mm -hmm. She's far be... more interesting than me. You see, we've talked about this and your uh, self-destructive behavior in terms of your career. And for you to just, oh yeah, I'm going to be horrible. And she does well, this on a regular basis. She's a news person. Absolutely. Or a what, what radio person. What is it that terrifies you about this? Is it the microphone in your hand that you normally have on stage anyway? No, it's is that it everybody before and after me is going to be better because I'm not, this is not what I do. Oh no. Oh no. We've had some groaners. I am not interested in myself and can't imagine anybody else being. Really? Then why do you go on stage? Because I got shit to get off my chest. I don't uh -huh. have any shit to get off my chest to you guys. <laughs> I just met Darcy. How kind of guy bitched to him? Consider him a new audience him. member. Look at that. He hasn't heard your shit. But I don't care about my audience. <laughs> In Thunder Bay, I could see why. No, ever. <laughs> You've never cared about an audience? No. I, I don't want them to hate the show, but I, don't, I really don't care if they don't like it. Like the, uh, like the bike TV thing? 
Well, that was, was that different. I hate contests. That wasn't about the audience. I right. hate contests. But you rude the day that you didn't get a good tape out of it. No, I just second. I just thought afterwards when I was talking to Cal, and Cal said oh, I did this for the tape, and I went, yeah. "Shit, I should have." Exactly. You never know when you're going to use it again, and you also have to remember that people are going to be seeing that out there. Right? I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> so you just. <laughs> you what interests me. me when I go to a comedy club? What interests me is when there's a comic on stage when I don't know what he's going to do next. Right. So who would you who would you say is top out there right now for that? The, the guys that shit? I like like that, Dan yeah. Dunn. Yeah. Uh, well, he you just don't know what he's going to do ever. Doug Stanhope, I've seen him live probably four or five times, and three go? of it was not very good. But the other two, I get to see things you would never see anywhere ever. Are you going to see him uh, when he comes to Toronto? No, I have a gig that night. Where are you playing? Uh, I don't know where that one. Where? Oh, I think it's Port Perry, a hockey fundraiser. Oh, nice. Um and um. Yeah, the, those guys, and who who else? Uh, like Rick Shapiro, you don't know what he's going to do next. Even mm-hmm. though you've heard some of his bits before, you have no idea what he's going to say to the guy in the front row. You have no idea where he's going to go or what new tag he's going to come up with or what's going to strike him. So is it the shit fight? No, it's not. It's no. got nothing to do with a fight or nasty or dirty. It's just I want to see something that isn't routine, something I haven't seen before, something that's interesting, something that's engaging. And 99% of what's out there is formulaic and boring and you know what's coming next what would you say and i would rather have a really unfunny show where the audience didn't what was paying attention because they didn't know what i was going to do next then sit there and get mild laughs going through my setup punch setup punch setup punch on board they're mildly amused right they don't remember my name I didn't feel any better for being on the stage. I'm My selling, heart level didn't go up. I'm selling these t-shirts at the end of the night. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which you do. It. And I do, yeah, but yeah. I, I just want to have fun. Comedy <laughs> isn't fun. It's a, it, in most places, it's just boring. And and so so what, what keeps you going there outside of the catharsis of getting stuff off your chest? That's about it. Really? Yeah. That's your only motivation. Not to, like, what, what, if if you could, if you could drop your day job right now. If I was smart enough, I'd be a philosopher or a psychologist that would write books or sociologist or something. I'm not. So I have to, (laughs) so I have to turn, I have to turn, I have to water down real ideas and turn them into jokes so that people don't cite the scientific or errors that I've made in my thoughts and ideas. Then why would you say you're not smart enough? Because obviously you're a bright guy because you're doing comedy. There's very few stupid people that do comedy. Not a bright guy. Why I'm just saying? not stupid. That's all. Why did, why did you start then? Like you're saying that you're not interesting, and like, but most comedians that I've met are, are boring as shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like they were, they were naturally funny people. They knew this about themselves, and it sort of grew into you know doing stand-up comedy. Right. Well, the reason I started is much different than the reason I continue. The reason I started actually, I had a paper route where I was like 12 years old. And I'd wake up at, you know, 5.36 in the morning to deliver these papers before school. And it'd be snowstorms and rain, and I would hate waking up. Oh, you did the Chronicle Herald then, not the Mail Star? <laughs> yeah, yes. Oh, no, I, I did the Daily News. I did the Daily great. News. Great. Yeah. Two more East Coast. <laughs> and, uh, I had the afternoon route. It was great. Mail Star. And at 7 o'clock, or 6.30 or 7 o'clock, I can't remember which, uh, Laurel and Hardy used to come on. Yep. And it made waking up and <laughs> delivering those newspapers in a shitty snowstorm worthwhile or something to look forward to because it was funny and i was thinking too at the same time i went this is like from the 1930s and this would have been that i was delivering it like in the 80s or or so and this was 
like 50 years later and it's yeah. still funny and it i would love i would love for somebody's day to be a little bit better or they at least forget about mm-hmm. their shitty day at work or how much the babysitter is gouging them or some goddamn thing like that because I gave, them, I gave them 20 minutes or a half an hour or something like that worth of enough entertainment that they were distracted long enough. So I thought that would be, and it would be fun to do. It looked, when I was watching it, it looked like they were having fun. It looked like, like Stan Laurel and Oliver Hardy were buddies off screen and on screen. I thought, boy, they could pay to like just have fun and brighten somebody's day. And I hope somebody's day is brightened by what I do. That's no longer the goal. The goal is for me. To have fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what would that take? Are you having fun now? Not, not now, obviously. You're miserable. But what? <laughs> <laughs> but when you're on stage, like when you're, let's, when you're hosting tonight as this airs on the 13th, are you having fun then? Are you having yes. fun at that? Yes. Okay. Fun so because what? there's no limits. The, the pressure's you? off. I'm a host. I don't have to be funny. I can say whatever I want because it's a dark show or a dirty show. And since I booked the talent, it's comics I like. It's guys mm-hmm. I think are funny. Right. Doing jokes I think are funny. I don't have to sit there and think, you know, I don't have to go to the typical Saturday show and go, well, there's somebody in the audience who's old. We better, you know, I don't want you to tell this joke. I don't want you to tell that joke. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they're doing a cancer fundraiser here tonight. So drop your cancer jokes. I don't want to hear any cancer jokes. It's anything goes right. no matter what. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be dirty and filthy and offensive. It just means that it doesn't matter if it happens to be dirty and filthy and offensive so what so is that what was the what was the thrust that made you like how did, how did the how did the whole show begin because i still to this day don't know like how would you i just saw it in a calendar when he's like oh cool he's doing a dark show just want a place to stretch my legs and let young comics stretch their legs and have fun like you know how many open mics you go to and and then they work really hard to get a paid gig at a proper comedy club and then they get there and they do it and they're making their 50 bucks or their 100 bucks or whatever mm-hmm. but they're doing it and it becomes a job it's not fun anymore so i wanted to bring fun back and just you know it's like seven minutes if you do seven and a half minutes you're gonna be banned from the club for six months i didn't want that i want to be like <laughs> how much time 10 12 13 like just get just let the next guy don't take too much of the next guy's time right if it's going well do a little extra if it's not get off Bail quicker off, yeah. you know just how about, fun okay. so we talked i was talking with joanna downey about this last night because she was out at, at mcveigh's um and uh, she's made a resolution right now she's actually going out to rooms and, pu- and putting her face out there because no one knows her outside of being booked at Spirits and Eaton House. So that was her resolution. So I thought it was kind of cool. Oh, wow. So, she, you know, the first time I've seen her on a stage that isn't hers. Good for her. Was okay. that um, well, it'll be out of her comfort zone for sure. But definitely it is. And she was, you know, she was Which is fun. And stuff. But yeah, that's the yeah. fun. It was, it was it, like, she just kind of looked like an, an antsy kind of nebbish type comic to like all the audience members that we had. We had a good turnout. But all the comics in the back of the room going, yeah, she's like at, totally out of her element right now. Because she's used to being in control of the room, hosting, like hosting it, yelling at people. Like she looked over at me, going, "How am I doing for time?" Mm-hmm. Because she's normally like the one going, "Get the fuck off stage," you know, like that. Um, and pretty much that voice. Um, but we we're talking last night about um, that the fact that you said that, like you know, get off if you're not doing well, or stay on if you are. She's finding more and more, and I'd like to, like, from a dark show perspective, or let's just, let's just say you're seeing it. What have you seen about like like decent or even just basic stage etiquette where people would actually follow that rule? 
to say, because I have seen guys who are not doing well and will still hog 8, 10, 12, 14 minutes longer than they ever should have been on stage. Are you suggesting that the dark show people would behave badly? No. I, I bet you some of them have. Okay. I, uh, so, mm-hmm. so who would have... I'm not going to name you names, can, but, you can, but some of them some of them have. But You can mention names on this. Right? Yeah, but I'm not going to. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> but you think it's because it was a dark show that they thought, you know, well, no, behavior. The, the dark show, there's more freedom. you got to remember that the wait staff is still on the clock and that mm-hmm. the manager's got to pay lights and all those things. So the show's got to be done... It goes 8.30 till 10. It's got to be right. done at 10. Maybe we go five minutes late or something. It's not a big deal. So the show has an hour and a half. Right. And how Within many people that, have on? We've got six or seven guys, 10 or 12 minutes or something like that mm-hmm. each. So if a guy does 15 and another guy does 10, that's not a big deal to me. But yeah. if the show can't go long. So we're getting late into the show and too many people have gone over. Uh, you got to start You got to start to respect the light and, and get off so that yeah. the show yeah. can come to an end properly. Mm-hmm. But... You know, I've seen, uh, I did a show at Club 54, and there's a guy who was on 20 minutes. Honest to God, 20 minutes. Not a laugh, not a smile, not a snicker. Like, I have seen bombs before. Mm-hmm. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Not a smile, nothing. And there was a lot of people there. There was no boos, no groans, no get off the stage, no heckles, Just no silence. laughs. Dead silence for 20 minutes. <laughs> like 20. Shocked into a coma. <laughs> I have Remember that never. Night. I thought I did well. <laughs> that was just this last Saturday, right? <laughs> I have never seen that anywhere before or since ever. I, I haven't even seen it in five minute blocks. And it was 20 solid minutes of it. And I had to go on afterwards as the headliner. And you have to address it. Yeah. And I don't want, I don't want to be an asshole to the guy. I don't, I don't want to take a shot at the guy because I know what it's like being up there not doing well. And I know how hard comedy is and stuff. What else do you but do I, though? You, you show I the had to address it. Of course you do. You're like the rhino, show the audience. The, the dead rhino's I, on the dining table right now. I yeah. had to address it. I had to let them know right away. So I took the stage mm-hmm. and I said, I'm just as upset as you are. <laughs> I was at the back of the room for the last 20 minutes listening to this and I'm just as upset as you are because you know, I don't have a career in comedy, and you've seen my competition. <laughs> and it didn't get a huge laugh, but it got a little bit of a laugh, right. and at least the, the tension was broken, and now I can go on and do my jokes. Yeah. I can't just go up there and go, hi, how are you, everybody? Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? Right. You know how they're doing. <laughs> yeah. They're having a shit time, and they regret spending the five bucks to go to fucking Burlington. Yeah. It was garbage. Yeah. There's, But like as you host it, I mean, there's so many times you've got to do that sort of thing. Where someone has like left a big stinker on the stage, and everyone knows it, everyone sees it. Not at the dark show. You gotta show. do it. You gotta. Yeah, you gotta do it. That's the thing at proper comedy clubs. You gotta ignore it and put a nice mm. spin on the show and go. Well, do. everybody, how? Uh, all right, are you enjoying the show so far? Let's keep it going. Or we have two more comics. The dark show. If I'm sucking, I want the next comic to come up and make fun of me. Yeah. If the last okay, guy so- said, I don't want you to make fun of me for the sake of making fun of me. Just right. Be funny. <laughs> And address the situation. <laughs> okay, so that makes it so it's about the show. Comics right. can make fun of other comics. And I was once told by a comic booker uh, at a club here in town. You know, when I I made fun of uh, one of the other comics, and it wasn't even a big big thing. It was just a very small thing, um, no big deal at all. They said we're friends here. <laughs> that's why i made fun of him he's my friend yeah <laughs> you know the, when i was uh just before mm. christmas when i was middling up at, at absolute jp who was hosting no jp Nathan, jp uh, jp burnett he uh uh blanked on my name as he came he was introducing me to the stage and he, he just took todd van allen and just made it one syllable ton just ladies and gentlemen <laughs> ton like what and like people are looking at me going does he smoke weed before he comes on and it's like 
I don't know. And so like he like I get up and like we're shaking hands as we're swapping the swapping the stage. And he's like, I don't know what just happened there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So like you know, it's just like. So I said, I oh, you know it's Todd and Alan's like as you can see, we just don't let anyone host these things. No consummate professionals. We're not getting you a monkey in a suit. No way. Yeah. You should see the people we turn away. It's horrible. If the comics are having fun, the audience is going to have fun too. They're yeah. going to feed off of that. Yeah. And so yeah. the dark show, there's a little bit more freedom for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you see that music too. When I go to a concert and I see the musicians up there, the guitar player and the keyboardist, like smiling at each other and yeah. giving each other the wink and, you know, I'm trying to make it hard for the other guy to keep up or something. Yeah, yeah especially, you know? yeah, where somebody fucks up and they all like, ah, uh, you know, they, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that right? fun? It's not, maybe musically it's not the greatest because they messed up, but it's fun to watch yeah. them have fun and I'm having fun doing yeah. it. It's better than someone screwing up and then all of this, like, oh. Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. just. And then like march stare, at the, over stare at the at the bass drum kit for like you know three songs. But <laughs> yeah. the the best guy who I ever saw do that because he yeah. actually fucked up on stage while he was playing. It was Fat Boy Slim. He was doing a DJ set, and so he, the way he had done it was he was in the uh, cool house, and they put him in the center of it. So it was this rant, like a very small kind of stage in the center, and everyone was dancing around him. And so like they would usher him in through security and then usher him back. Yeah. And they had cameras on him at like turntable level. So you could see him putting on discs and, and, you know, queuing stuff up and having a good time. And at one point he flicked on, you saw him flick on something and go, and like this, some crashing sound went out through the, the thing. So he shuts that off and he quickly grabs like a, like a white album sleeve and grabs a Sharpie and writes on it and holds it up to the camera and goes, what the fuck was that? (laughs) 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 Like, fantastic but that's fun you know and and when we did this canadian unity tour there's a couple of guys that were really worried we were gonna go off script or whatever and andrew i want to i'm just kind of like this is what's expected and it's a casino and blah 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 blah. they pay us well and andrew i didn't care about that stuff and nor did i and he goes up and he absolutely tanked in calgary like awful bomb he wasn't feeling very well he was kind of sick he brought these girls up on stage interviewed them and they didn't want to take part in his bit that he was doing. He was going to get them to do some leg wrestling and all this kind of stuff. And, and in the course of interviewing them, he found out one of them was a, was bisexual and he's just coughing and sneezing <laughs> and all of these things. And it's just dying and they don't want to participate in the thing. And then they go back and sit down. Well, they don't want to and, get a head cold. That's right. That's part of the problem. <laughs> and, and, and so he just tanked. And then I go up and I acknowledge that. And I got a nice laugh on my first joke. Right. And so then I looked off stage to Andrew Iwanek where he was sitting. And I said, you see, Andrew, it's not that hard. That's how you make people laugh. What are you, what are you doing? You don't have your own act. You got to bring people up here to do it for you. And when they don't, all you have left is coughing on a bisexual. That's all you have. That's your act. And so when I did that, I, I, we were starting to get some laughs. And the, the room woke up a little bit. And then I left the stage. And Andrew Iwanek came back and grabbed the mic. And gave me shit nice. for oh, pandering okay. to the audience. My dad's in the military, <laughs> yeah. and blah. Oh, uh, insert applause break here. And he was giving me shit, <laughs> and he was getting great laughs for giving me Finally. shit. He nice. didn't get laughs on his set, but he right. got laughs giving me shit. Yeah, and the audience was having fun. Andrew was having fun. Mm-hmm. I had fun. Yeah, and that's what the dark show should be. Is just. I'm not saying chuck shit at each other for the sake of chucking shit at each other, but if it fits and it's going to be fun, mm-hmm. then let's do it. Well, like any show that you, me, Jason, Dave, and Brian do, yeah, we typically can, uh, we can do one that. Of those but jam master sessions, but but the but the situation there is that we know each other well enough that we can do that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Steven Pinker is a psychologist and a linguist at Harvard. I'm reading a book right now called The Stuff of Thought. Yeah, you gave right. me a, a couple of those articles. It's right. great. And, yeah, yeah. and what he says is that the communication needs to do, uh, it, the speaker and the listener, is that it has to do two things. One is convey the thought. Mm-hmm. The words have to convey the thought. And the other thing is that it has to negotiate the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you and I and Dave and, and Brian, we don't have to negotiate the relationship. We know where each other stands, mm-hmm. right? You go to a comedy club I've never been to before with an audience full of people I don't know, working with comics I don't know. I can't make fun of people I don't know. I should be able to. I should be able to, but the audience isn't going to like that. The club owner is not going to like that. And the other comics in the room are going to give me shit probably. So, And that's the worst part about comics is comics feel like, you know, you make fun of – or you you talk to a comic and go, you shouldn't have made fun of that guy for wearing that shirt. That's not nice. That was just a cheap shot. Right? And then a comic will go, it's just a joke. He'll defend himself. It's just a joke. It's a comedy club. But make fun of that comic mm-hmm. and it's all over. That you can make I fun of anything except that, the comic. Okay. So you, you totally hit the nail on the head because like I, the, the guys that I've seen that rely on that style of, oh, look at the guy in the pink jacket. Oh, look at, you know, what's the matter with you, Sparky? Da, da, da. The second you give them any form of criticism and they just collapse, they're right in your face. What do you, what do you think? You're better than me? What is that? Da, da, da. Like it's, just, it's, it's funny that they're able to project so much and, and put that sort of bravado into someone, but don't see it from the other side in, in an even tamer context of like just a slight criticism or anything like that. Right. Well, you once, I think, had the best quote about me, and I use it now to describe some of the things. You once told me, you go, you're like a dog chained to a, a tree. Yeah. Barking and barking and barking and barking. And when the owner takes the leash off or takes the collar off, you just lay down right next to the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and that's true. It's that not that I want to be dirty and filthy and nasty. I, I don't necessarily. That's maybe one part of who I am or one part of my act. But it's just I don't want to be told I can't do those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. or that there is a line. There shouldn't be a line. The, the only requirement should be fun. And if I'm having fun, I know my audience will have fun too. So I'm not doing it for the audience. I'm doing it for me because I'm doing it for me. They have a better chance of having fun, too. I am glad you don't find joy in snuff films. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. How do you know? <laughs> oh, Let me fuck. interrupt for How a do you know my, my flash drive isn't full of 16 gigs worth of snuff films? Okay, I'm not sorry for interrupting now. Okay. <laughs> Let me interrupt. Uh, write that down. A possible uh, show title, uh, Coughing on Bisexuals. Coughing on Bisexuals. Good. You want me to? You wanted to stop everything and interrupt to put that on. Yeah, make sure I didn't forget. Oh, Coffee number I'm gonna go get another beer. Oh. Allow me. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we just take a small break? Small break. A small break. What are you? What do you have? Advertisers? Absolutely, now. we do. <laughs> this next segment brought to you by lemon scented candles from the from the Dig and Spa. You told me before the show. I, you said you went to the guy and said, "Give me the cheapest soundboard you have, please." You don't have sponsors. I didn't see our for sponsors this show. were rich. <laughs> this next bit sponsored to you by the lobby crew downstairs in the building. <laughs> have you seen their suits? Yeah, I have actually. I like lemon scented candles. Okay, we'll be back after this. After what? And we're back now after the uh, organ music went over the funniest joke that we've had actually on this podcast. Uh, Andrew looking at the microphone going, what's CO7? One part carbon, seven parts oxygen. Was that what it is? CO7? Yeah, it's a 
the dirty Which air is, in New Minus, Nova Scotia. There you go. I just, I still like picturing, uh, the reason I like picturing you with a thumb drive filled with 16 gigs of snuff films is not the fact that you would have snuff films on a thumb drive, but that you would necessitate having it in your pocket at all times. Because well, at some point I don't you're going to get... go, ooh, I might need this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's partly I might need this, and it's partly I don't want to be at home when somebody's going through my... or away from home when somebody's going through my stuff. <laughs> but what if they search you on the street? What if I got to run and they got to <laughs> search my place for evidence? What if they get I'm... all moldy? I could just... Ah! <laughs> Nobody wants moldy thumb snuff films. No one likes moldy snuff. <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. I might. <laughs> He does have the basement for it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Moldy snuff film. That would be like a 50-year death. That was a good band, right? Open for Molly Hatchet. <laughs> what aren't you going to take from the podcast? <laughs> what aren't you going to steal from Jimmy Pardo? Have you no I decency, I could sir? not resist. Have you no decency? I at least own the t-shirt. And what? Fuck you. <laughs> and, <laughs> and why would they open for Molly Hatchet? I don't know. <laughs> when obviously, they would open for ELO. What? <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Wah, wah. So I want to get back to the dark show. So, and we're back. We'll just cut that back. whole part. No, fuck you. We're keeping <laughs> that in. Um, so let's go back to the dark show. So who is on? Do you know who's on this show? Yeah. Uh, Tim Steves, mm-hmm. head writer for the Rick Mercer Report. Will he be sober this time? I don't know. I hope not. Because <laughs> he's really. There's a perfect example of perfect fun. Example. How much fun did he have when he was up there hammered, yelling, yelling Barack Obama and, and at the top of his lungs about six times? And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then saying, we're going to be the crazy. We're going to be the crazy right wing nation in North America. And now. then closing by slamming the microphone into the stage, yelling, there's your dark show. And then leaving, leaving. storming off in a haze of alcohol. It was awesome. And see, I don't know Tim well enough to be super friendly, but I took the stage after that crazy. Yeah. And I just just said, uh, this just in, Tim Steves no longer works at the CBC. (laughs) I chucked a little shit at him. I don't know him that, but it's more about that. Fun. Go up there drunk or stoned or just have fun and don't take away from the other people's fun. Thank you. I was going to say, like, go up stone, go up drop up, make sure people are laughing. If they're not laughing, get the fuck off stage. Right. You know? At least he had, like, like Tim when he was... He was very he was funny. He was and very he didn't funny. take he didn't take 20 minutes when I gave him, you know, 10. Right. He took 10. Yeah. And so that Even the other comics get to do. That's right. Even drunk, he's a professional. So he's on the show again, and he's one of Gemini for his writing on this hour's 22 minutes, mm-hmm. and... Race for the Rick Mercer report. And I've got, um, Paul Settle, who's four feet, one inches tall and was, one and was Howard under. on the Howard Stern show as the thalidomide comic. Yep. He uh, is, uh, do you like working with him? Yeah, he's a blast. I love working with him. Fine fellow. I don't like the handshakes. He's missing thumbs. Yeah. That's, a, that's always a little, a little awkward. creepy because I don't know whether I should mimic it. No, it's like, uh, it's like, like sh- it you know, it's like shaking a, a primate without an opposable thumb. Right. Right. Cause he, but he doesn't have a thumb at all. No. It's weird. Yeah. It's like shaking hands with a dolphin. Almost. Kind of like it's just a little bit. Anyway. But no, he's uh he's he's the funnest guy to work with, especially when you're hosting. Because like he'll most fun, Todd. Most fun. What did I say? Funnest. The funnest? We don't we don't yeah, what are you Apple now? <laughs> what am I <laughs> Apple now? Yeah, they're see their ad campaign. The most funnest? Most funnest. That's way more better. Yes, most yes. better. I like I like I like it when Andrew corrects my way more better grammar. <laughs> 
excuse me, I have to orientate myself now. <laughs> um, and now we're going this way. Irregardless, let's get Irregardless. on with this. Irregardless. Very nice. So long as you're not legally liable for having a thumb drive filmed with stop films. The reason I brought, uh, I like working with Paul Sellers. He'll give you like as a as a host, he'll give you the most weirdest things that you've ever heard of for like in like just kind of the preambles or stuff like that. Or he'll be like, yeah, can you make sure? Like obviously you make sure that like the mic is down low so he can get it, or put a stool or a chair up there so he can get. He on asked it. me once to bring him up in a hockey. Bag. Yeah, that was the one. That was <laughs> he did the same thing to me. I was like, yeah, can you bring me up in a hockey bike? You got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> He says, yeah, just bring me up. Oh, all right. <laughs> things you do for money. He's got an 18-year-old girl and like a 15 or a 16-year-old boy. Yeah. I didn't like know that. he was that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a, wiz- that's a, that's a withered face, as Paul says. <laughs> a withered face. I love him. I absolutely love him. I, uh, um, if, I, if I can, I'm coming out there. I'm like triple booked that night, but I'm going to see if I can come out. So who else is there? Uh, so far Canadian Comedy time. Award nominee Colette Kendall. Nice. Shannon Bell, one of my favorite dirty mm-hmm. mouths from Hamilton. What is, is Colette doing stand up or is she doing her character? Uh, I don't know. Because I have to go to the show to see. I really don't know. I, uh, cause I saw her fringe show, um, which is, what's her name? Uh, Tippy. Tippy Seagram. Tippy Seagram. Tippy Seagram. And fantastic. It was just a great, great show. Yeah. But it's funny watching it because there are moments in her show that uh, you, you watch it and she's selling it off to – and it's a very different crowd. It's a very sort of CBC listening-esque, very, oh, we're into character comedy now. This is part of the fringe. Like right. You can see that. And I'm just showing up some you know idiot comic who wants to go support his friend. And I see people laughing at jokes that she's using her stand up that has integrated into very well oh, into nice. the one man show. And so like everyone's laughing, laughing. And I'm like, fucking saw that first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there when that was being written. Yeah. How you like me now, old timers. So that, that'll be kind of cool. Who's, um, so who is it Shannon Bell? Shannon Bell. Yeah. One of my, one of my favorite dirty mouths. I love, yeah. uh, I love Shannon Bell. I think she's a she's riot. fantastic, and she has done us so many good favors. Yes, over time she has just done so. Like you know, the the room that she did in Hamilton, and just graciously giving us as many um, times to be on that stage. Yeah, and she know. should be further along than she is. I don't know why. I guess I guess it's because of the kind of like sh- the dark show is suited for her. So mm-hmm. I guess it's because that's what she does all of the time. Mm-hmm. That the mainstream clubs aren't going to really book her too often. Yeah. Um, her uh, her husband. You ever had her? Uh, you ever had? Uh, oh, Bill. Yeah, Bill on? I, Bill I, I'm gonna. I want to. What I do is have a dark show with squeaky clean comics. Nice guys that like Steve Levine and Evan Carter, and I'd put Bill Davern on that yep. show too. And I want to yep. have like a bunch of squeaky clean guys doing dirty material. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So, so the comics that you have on usually are comics that would be on a dark show. Like that's their material all the time, or both. You, it's it's or it's like people who have like you know. It's the Chris material, Pick. but have a mm-hmm. different tag that they wish they could say at a corporate gig. But this right. is where they get to use that one. That's you know, it, it's both. Like I mean, more. Chris Pick and Shannon Bell. That's all they can. That's all they do. Okay. Right. I mean, that's just the way their minds work, and that's just what they do. They're, they're the people that probably couldn't do a corporate. Well, they right? could do a corporate. It just depends upon the type of business. It probably like, wouldn't be the very porn funny. industry. You know, yeah, that yeah, could exactly. be something. Well, yeah, yeah, porn know. industry corporate. Yeah. Sure. Vivid, uh, uh, Vivid Productions wants to, you know, have their Christmas party. Hey, let's yeah. get a comic. 
They're talking into a big dink. Wow, you know, it's pro- so good. You know, porn house production houses. You know the names of. I'm a porn 39 production? year old mom, wow. my friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see all these DVDs here. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are some that are on the back yeah. shelf. You'll the only notice. one I can see the title of is extras. All the rest are turned around. Yeah. Case <laughs> <laughs> company comes over. How, how come? How come there's a big bunch of them in brown paper? <laughs> And then I have uh, Tyler Morrison on the show from uh-huh. Bracebridge, um, and he did the um, what is it the the Muskoka Comedy Festival mm-hmm. or yep. the Cottage the Cottage Country Comedy, yeah, Comedy Festival. Festival. Very funny guy. Um, who else is on this show? Bill Curry, very smart. I want to get mm-hmm. more of the sort of the the smart political sort of guys mm-hmm. like the Alan Parks. And he was Bill just Curry on the show last like night. That. Actually, Bill Curry. I just I brought him to the stage last night. First act up. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that kind of stuff where it's a and Dave Martin like that kind of thing where yeah. it's uh, where it's and Boyd Banks where it's not it's it's much smarter and much edgier and much it's, darker than it is dirty. Like mm-hmm. like I told people, what I don't want this crowd to become is a bunch of meathead 19 year old frat kids that can't wait for you to say the word cunt right. or a rape joke or, or a that rape was, joke or like come on where's your rape joke come on say yeah. cunt what i want is an audience filled with people of all ages races backgrounds that are okay with and get the point of using those words when they do arise mm-hmm. and those ideas so i i you know, I wanted them to have a purpose and a reason for saying those mm-hmm. things, but it's but it's interesting. I mean, the first couple of dark shows, there was that was a large amount of the currency it was a lot of rape jokes, a lot of people just oh, where can I use the word cunt today? I found it. Mm. You know, like like and it's it's gotten away from that. I've noticed. I mean, it's like a testing point. of the waters. Like you know, this is you know just trying to figure it. And let me just mention we, we've been talking about like the show tonight. We'll probably release this the day before. Right. The show, but it's, it's not Tuesday. just the show. No. You do this every second Tuesday, right? Second, second Tuesday, Tuesday of every month. Yep. Right. And so. uh, I got a call today from somebody, um, and it's a possibility. I mean, there's nothing set in stone or anything like that, but they're uh, looking at possibly having a Just for Laughs Nasty Show showcase. Nice. At the Dark Show. Oh, wow. Which would be able to showcase some of the darker, edgier comics that mainstream uh comedy bookers and producers may not even know who these right. people are. I mean some of them cross over, right? Fraser Young, everybody knows who Fraser Young is. And mm-hmm. he did fantastic on the Dark Show and he did jokes that you wouldn't see him doing regularly mm-hmm. on the Dark Show. He did some some edgier stuff. Right. Right. And he was very funny with it. But there are some people, like I said, like the Shannon Bells mm-hmm. and the Chris Picks that that don't can't go the other way or don't go the other way. They can go the other way, but they aren't really in the mainstream. They're not bent that way. But this is sort of their strong suit. And maybe the Just for Laughs people don't even know they exist. Right. Because in order for them to know they exist, they would have to get a weekend spot at a regular comedy club. Right. Now, first of all, I hope that works for you. Uh, I hope so, I hope, too. I hope, it, I, I, I hope they would actually use this as that opportunity to actually do that. However, thinking back to... Uh, Darren Frost's uh, episode mm-hmm. of this podcast. Um, I would be leery to see if anything gets picked up from it, just from his experience, because he was he went on to say that you know the the dark show is not particularly dark in terms of the comics that they were bringing up. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it'll change. I mean, it would not make, your show, it but the genuine, just for laughs, the, like the just like the just for laughs. The the last, uh, but but it wasn't dark it show. wasn't the the just for laughs show isn't a dark show it's a nasty show that's right. what they call it well mm-hmm. it was that that was 
that was the the parlance the, the title they were using for it and it wasn't based on the acts like unless they were really oh i know out. i go see it every year and i saw patrice o'neill and i was like boy he's just throwing stuff over you know he's just throwing shits and fucks into things he's not right naturally a nasty guy like mm-hmm. the nasty guys that have done it in the past bobby slayton mm-hmm. louis ck jim norton but even louis ck is not that nasty he's no not he's like he's that was not but but he, but he calls his kids assholes and we all do <laughs> especially his they're his, dinks he calls his two-year-old child a douchebag and a bitch and mm-hmm. you know and uh and he does does jokes about shopping for duck vaginas and you know so it's yeah it's not particularly crazy nasty but it's definitely edgier than what but i see this is this is part of the problem i've always had with it and we we touched on it in the in the Darren Frost episode we're already taking a subjective art form and trying to make it even more subjective through the eyes of someone else like what may be nasty to you or i is is definitely going to be differently nasty to a rick shapiro which is going to be differently nasty from what my mom would consider but i think i will argue the opposite i will say that we haven't uh compartmentalized comedy enough um because because you take a look at music right Mm. you've got country country and western adult contemporary jazz classical blues funk ska rock and roll heavy metal are you going to Death list them metal, all? Are you going to list Prog. I mean, but, but there's, there's a million all kinds things. There's subgenres of techno. Right? I can't wait but, for you but, to get to. But in com- yeah, but in comedy, we have a comedy club. Mm-hmm. In the music world, you have a jazz club. You have a blues club. You have the symphony. You have the opera. You don't, you don't go to a room. Oh, it's music night. Hey, you guys want to go to a music club? And then you buy your 10 bucks at the ticket. And then you see Yo-Yo Ma followed by Nine Inch Nails followed by... Yoko Ono. By the way, that would be fucking Followed awesome. by Insane yeah. Clown Posse. Followed by Eminem. I mean, it, it's... Okay, it, but that's what you can get. the first half. Out of there, actually. Yeah, the first half. But you can go... You can get that at a comedy club. You can get a rock and roll comedian, a hip-hop comedian, an adult contemporary comedian in a show. Mm-hmm. We need a nasty show. Maybe you don't call it nasty. Maybe you call it rock and roll. And Def Comedy Jam would be your hip-hop. And mm-hmm. uh, But almost every club in the world is adult contemporary. You know, most of it is yeah. filled with Kenny G's, you know, your headliners. I mean, I mean, you might have a guy that opens up with a little bit of edge, but most of it are, are your, your comedy equivalents to a, a Kenny G or a, or a Britney Spears or. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's music too, right? It's music too. Top, there's sure, like. Sure, top 40. Top 40 is a huge category. I can't, like, I can't, sure. Even with all those other categories you named, there's, Absolutely. Top, there's stuff that gets on the radio. Yeah. And there's everything. And else. it deserves to be there. I can't. I'm just saying that in the comedy world, it seems to be that is almost everything. everything. Yeah. And there is no place to go see country. Well, there's the Blue Comedy Collar to Collar Tour. That yeah. would be, I suppose, Western or uh, country yeah. music, right? Version. Uh, and Deaf Comedy Jam would be your hip hop. So I think we need to we need to break it up even more. If you've got punk and ska and metal and death metal and prog rock and all these kinds of things, why can't we at least have a rock and roll comedy? And that's kind of what the nasty show is. That we don't have a good enough term for it. Nasty show. Well, it's not nasty. It's dirty. No, it's uh, dirty. A, a dark show. Well, it's not really dark. They're being more dirty or they're being more whatever. 
fine. Call it whatever you want to call it. I just want to call it like, you know, Sam Kinison, I think, called it the Outlaws of Comedy Tour. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're doing a thing out west right now. They're trying to call it the Loose Cannons of Comedy. But just whatever you want to call it, it's just – it's it's more raw. It, I, we don't have a proper term mm-hmm. for it, but it's rock and roll. Two points. One, can we be done with the blanks of comedy tours? Can we just be <laughs> nice. done with that? I think since they did the comedians of comedy tour, that's that it. was we're funny. done. We're done. Secondly, I can't wait for you to look Kenny Robinson in the face and say, "Hey, you are guard Kenny G." That's not, that's Kenny be Kenny nice. Robinson is not like I said the most part of mainstream comedy. Not he everybody. Can he can still sure, there's any lots. One of those clubs. No, but there's there's there, there's lots of those guys, but the vast majority are not those guys. Right. Okay, can that's I just, what I'm saying. Um, to your first point, the blanks of comedy. Mm. One more. The drunks of comedy. The drunks of comedy. Yeah, tell me that hasn't been, been done. I don't think it's been done. Really? The drunks of comedy. Mm. Hey, you want to go on tour, Andrew? <laughs> the drunks of comedy. The drunks of comedy. I know Dave Martin used to have a show. Uh, it was the Heckle and, or Jekyll and Hyde show where you'd mm-hmm. do the first half sober and the second half drunk, drunk or stoned. Yeah. You guys had the uh, thing at the Old York down the corner there. Mm-hmm. Drink until they're funny. Drink until, until they're, they're funny. funny. And the comics themselves weren't typically drunk. The crowd ended up being after they were done crying from it being a waste <laughs> of an evening. Um so what uh, – I just completely lost my train. I thought I was going to ask you. Gonna it ask rolled you to a halt. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that out again. I the, did that? Okay. Yeah, the Drunks um, of Comedy Tour. Did we already ask why it was absolute? Like that why, was going to be my question. Why like, absolute like, comedy instead like, of somewhere else? Well, knowing that they, you know, sort of aligned – or aligned. Um, how do I say this? You were, you had the potential, the, and, and in some politics. cases, have cut off a lot of people from Yuck Yucks. Yeah, there's four or five of my favorite comics in the world that will not either be able to or don't want to right. uh, perform at Absolute. Um, and the reason I went with Absolute is because of several reasons. Jason's been good to me in the past, the owner of Absolute. Mm-hmm. Secondly, it's a proper comedy room. Yes. Thirdly, Jason is very good at advertising. So he's got posters up in his club at his expense. He makes up tickets for me to give away, VIP passes at mm-hmm. other shows that I do. He's got them printed right up until March yep. um, that I can give out at other shows or around town um, that he pays for. He, he foots the bill for all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He's given me complete autonomy on who I book. Who I have up on stage, has, how that, long that they changed. do, that, that has not changed. changed, not at all. I can do whoever I want. Can I have anybody I want up there? I mean, every once in a while, they'll say, "Why, why did you have that guy?" Because I think he's funny, and that's it. Okay. So the second that he tells me I don't want you booking this person or that person, I won't do the show. It's, he's giving me complete freedom to do right. whatever I want. So you will cut it off as soon as he says, "You can't have this guy," or "You can't have this guy." So Ruby could cancel. <laughs> the show. Yeah, well, I, w- I get to make the decision <laughs> right. whether Ruby comes back or not. Right. Okay. Yeah. So not it, could, Jason. it could be something like that. It was like, it, I don't believe want me, anybody that you see on my Click, that's it, anybody folks. you see on that stage on that night, not right. most nights, right. is my decision that they're there mm-hmm. or my decision that they're not there. Okay. So if the show doesn't go well, you can blame you me. People that aren't there. And if is it does go well, is then it? you can say, oh, well, I picked well. But that's that. I mean, that's basically it. And if I don't get to choose, 
I probably wouldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. If he was saying, here's your comics for the month, and we've already had that with a, a past manager who tried to get three or four of her friends on the show, and it was because, you know, one of them worked at a radio station or one of the, you know, might be able to give the club some, some, uh, you know, right. exposure or whatever. And that's fine. Like, send me a video clip. Mm -hmm. And if I think it's dark and I think it's funny, I'll put you on. I don't care if you're going to give exposure or not. But send the videotape. Mm -hmm. And this person got upset that I wanted to see a videotape. And so they have not been on because I have not seen a videotape. Way to stand to the guns. Because that's the way Jason does it anyway. Right. That's how he does it. He says, he's either got to see you live or get in a tape. And by I, the way, thank you for letting Titus on. Oh, sure. That was very nice. Um, sadly, I know what to do for next time, and that is to tell the comics they have to ask questions. Because I got nothing from that Nobody audience. asked you any oh, sorry, questions. So, no. so Titus did a dark Titus show? Titus did a dark show. Titus did a dark show. I'm sorry, I missed that one. And sweet Jesus, not one question. Oh, one, except, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. One guy. One guy did. Um, and he was sitting front row and he, uh, he asked like two or three questions, which was a bacon saver. And then he came up afterwards and thanked me for it. He says like, yeah, that was really good. It was a really good risk to take. And it, it, you know, I really enjoyed well, that's it. Part so, the that's part of the idea of, of the dark show too is the risk. Yeah. You know, you don't know so, how it's sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't it work out. Did it, it didn't work out that night, the risk, but I want a place <laughs> where people, where people can take the risk. And to, to me, being in that audience, sometimes it's uncomfortable, yeah. but sometimes it's fun yeah. that somebody's taking that risk. Well, like once, like once I think his second question was asked and I was, I was getting roped on time fairly close. I got some really good stuff, I think, out of that. And so I was getting some laughs and getting some laughs and finally like, okay. I get the feeling that if he had asked one more, we would have got someone else. Like if it was like a, not a, I think it was what, five, seven minutes? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Because when the rival, the, this Yeah, if you've never done the show before, you're, unless you're Tim Steves right. yeah. or somebody like that, <laughs> you only get five, unless five or Tim seven. Steves and hammered. No, but <laughs> so, if, you're, if you're a guy who's been so. around 20 years and has a Gemini, you can have 10 minutes without me you seeing your tape. You walk in with the Gemini? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you walk in with that? I believe this, I believe my resume uh, speaks for itself. Um, but this happens to me at the Riv when I'm doing, um, when I'm doing Titus on the sketch show on a longer set, like uh, you get like 15, you get like one person and maybe I'll have to like spark it and just do a story. And then I get like one person and suddenly I get two hands and I get five hands and I get 10 hands. And then I look at my watch and go, okay, I got to go. And the last time I did it, I got it. Oh, seriously? He's like, yeah, I got to go. That's it. That's my time. Fantastic. That's it. So that's always good. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally glad. What was your question, Darcy? Um, well, right back to the decision for, Choosing absolute, so you knew going in of the politics, and we've talked on the, on yeah, this podcast did. before of, of the politics between Yuck Hicks. I did. Now it's absolute. been it's been okay with absolute to have those comics on. They've said it's okay. Even the comics they've banned from doing their weekend shows, mm -hmm. he has given me permission to have them on this show. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's not told he's told me anybody can go on that I want. We don't know on the Yuck Hicks side on on what that side what they're happens. keeping people out. And or the comics that work for Yuck Yucks have a beef against Absolute, have a beef against Jason, or simply don't want to do it there. Right. And it's it's too bad. I understand, and I'm not going to force the issue. I really do. I, I get it. I understand. Um, but it's a shame because you know three or four of my f absolute favorites that would just destroy that room, and that room was made for them. Yeah. These people are coming. They know who Opie and Anthony are. They know who Howard Stern is. They know who Jim Norton is. They know who Rick Shapiro is. That crowd is made for those types of comics. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I had a comic on on stage uh, that was doing his act, and he was killing. And I asked him afterwards, "What's uh, you, you seem to be a little out of rhythm, but you're destroying. Why? Why are you so out of rhythm?" And he said, "Well." Uh, they were laughing at everything, and I'm not used to that. I wasn't able to put my savers in. <laughs> right. Oh, you know, I couldn't right. use it. I had to drop all of my savers because was they were Nick? laughing at everything. Was that Nick Carter? No, it was uh, Dave Martin. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Dave, by the way, got busted. He's a Yucks comic. Yeah. And he got busted in I. Remember, like, you sent that that email out. Yeah, like, he got interviewed for I, and, and that's why I didn't feel like I was busting him on this. I mentioned right. his name because he himself – Gave the i magazine his name, and he himself put himself up on, uh, I think it's YouTube or whatever, with the absolute background. So, so just, so just so people know, Dave Martin, who was on an episode guesses, of the podcast, yep. he was a guest here. Uh, he's a yucks comic. Destroyed. One of my favorites yeah, on that show. He's a fantastic comic, and uh, and and he went up as like what was his name, Tex Reardon or something like that, or Tex. I don't remember. Or I don't remember. <laughs> I know, that was like his stage name. And so, ladies nice. and gentlemen, Tex Sharples. So. Uh, uh yeah, so he um uh got outed, I guess, by I magazine and like you say with the YouTube clip with the thing. Now this was this was Did he get in shit for it? I don't know that he did or not. I mean like I've asked him about it and he hasn't he hasn't said any he's still working for them, so I'm assuming right. he's okay. You know, he's not begging in the streets and saying No, but he hasn't done he hasn't done my show food. since either. I haven't what, asked him, shows? but he used to ask a lot. What your shows? Yeah. He hasn't done my show. Huh. No, it could be that he's just busy. Could be because the thing the the thing that he is really occupying his time with right now is Corkdown. Dave, Radio. we know you're listening. Please yeah. feedback and haste. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let us know how you you're su- doing. You subscribing bastard? Yeah, you name dropping son of a bitch. That would be me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? Oh yeah, the uh, remember the whole the the whole bite TV fiasco. Yeah, what about us? that? Thank God for yucks having a big issue with uh, absolute comedy. I wouldn't have gotten a spot. Oh, on that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they pulled their comics. Yeah, yeah. At, at the last hour, I would, we were actually recording the Joy of Chargy uh, episode. Who we got to have back on? We do. He's yeah. a charmer. Yeah. He hasn't seen the new setup. Uh, Joy, a Chargy. You've met him. Indian comic from England. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Wears a brown hat. <laughs> Always wears nice just, loafers. You know, I, I give shit for people for not knowing anything right. about comedy going, you know. I went to Yuckjicks. Who'd you see? A brown guy. Yeah. And a girl. And here I am. I don't know who it is. And then you say, brown guy from England. And I go, oh, yeah, oh, now yeah, I know who guy. it is. I didn't remember his name. I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard. Yeah. Um, so, no, like we were all, we were recording that. And that's when I got the call that, oh, yeah, on the Thursday for the Friday. They uh, they yank the cord, so I actually thank you, Yuck Yucks, for giving me a spot on Bite TV. I had to follow Dave Merhaj. Uh, so it is. Um, no problem with your nose. Easily challenged. No problem. Is there a problem? No problem. <laughs> you look like that that episode of the Twilight Zone where they they undo the woman's bandages and she's really pretty, and all the surgeons kind of look like that with their upturned noses. Oh my god, she's hideous. You just looked hideous. Sorry, listeners, um, you can't see what we're doing yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I guess we'll have pictures in the show notes. I assure you, it's very funny. <laughs> that's, that's why we're all rapturous and laughter. And just um, a great flaming. So I'm um, eating it in your hockey pool. That's always good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I invited Bull it. into the pool so that somebody else would be last place. Right. But it's not working out. No, what kind it's of not. pool do you guys I, have? Is it on players? Is it fantasy? It's a fantasy, fantasy hockey league. league. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo Fantasy. I did well last year. 
I did quite well last year. What's quite well? Fifth? No, well, that was good for me. <laughs> I was top three for I was top spot for a bit. I was. For a bit. For a the bit. end of the year is when it counts. I know. Well, this is what I didn't know. Like when we hit the playoffs, I assumed that you had to offload players from teams that you didn't want because uh, you, they, they weren't going to be in the playoffs. Because they weren't going to be in the, in the actual playoffs. And so as soon as I did that, everyone started snapping up all my guys. It was like, yeah. oh, it's horrible. That sounds complicated. It's yeah, not it's complicated. It's not that bad it's at all. But uh, I've done and, like and Todd, Todd's figured out how pair lines, parallel lines, lines meet. meet. And I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't pick a starting out lineup yeah. for a Saturday. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> IR, does that mean uh, uh, does that mean injured reserve? or It uh, doesn't. Why in hockey is it injured reserve? Yeah. And in baseball, it's, it's the disabled DL. list. <laughs> Disabled, and you know what? People go on the disabled list with a hangnail. Pitchers, really? Yeah, and blisters with a hangnail. With a with a hangnail with blisters. With the blisters, and it's the disabled list. Yeah, I'm disabled. I have a blister. Disabled. I iron too close to my hand. Disabled sounds like it's over. And then in hockey, they they're out with a concussion as injured reserve. Like he might come back. Yeah, he had a severed carotid artery. Oh, he's on reserve. He's injured. Yeah. On reserve. Injured reserve. <laughs> we'll have them if we need them. And in baseball, they're fucking done. They're disabled. Maybe they with a blister. Maybe they call it reserve because they actually shove them physically out of the team, out of the rank, and force them to live in the wilderness into this you know, really crap area of the camp that no one really likes. And then eventually they turn to alcohol and gamble. Too far. Too far? Did I go too far? That could be on the dark show, <laughs> is what that could be. Um... It's uh, it's about that time, Andrew. Thank you for coming down. So, what time's the show? Eight thirty. Uh, yep. Eight thirty, Tuesday the thirteenth. And to prove to myself that you have no listeners, mm-hmm. I'm going to give every one of them free pass to the show. Free pass. If they right, so, give our listeners the benefit of the doubt uh-huh. that uh, this might be it. They might listen to it on the Wednesday, right? Because you guys are at every we we talk about this like it's going to be one time and then done, right? Every second every Tuesday, second you're Tuesday, right. second Tuesday of every month. So yeah. let's make it every po- like any podcast listener gets in for free. So non um, blanche. If they want to tag along, your website, uh, angryandrew.com, but that's not really updated. So you better off. <laughs> it never. So what's the best way? Better to get... off going to Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, okay, that's Facebook, and then and then uh, well, that means and then friends. Search for Andrew <laughs> Evans with an A E V A N S. Uh, or search for Absolute Comedy Dark Show. Join that list. Tell me that uh, you heard about this. Like, yeah, join me as a friend or whatever you call it. Friend request. It's a friend. Friend request. Me. Finally, you have friends. And say, and say in your request, <laughs> in the little note, say, I heard you on Todd's cast. I want to be friends and I want a free ticket to the Dark Show. And you will get a free ticket to the Dark Show. I think it should Fantastic. be ongoing. I think it should be ongoing. Any Dark Show. Well, how about this? You're listening? How about this? We will do it for, uh, this is January, right? We'll do it for January, February, and March. Okay. Any new friends I get right. because of this do podcast they- that mention they heard this podcast. They have to befriend you or can they just listen to this and show up? What if they're not Facebook? Now? No, they can't just show up. They have, they'll have to pay. They will have to get on Facebook. But they tell Fuck you. Fuck them. It's 10 bucks. Get online. Get a goddamn free account. And get a $10 goddamn Some ticket to the fucking Facebook. show, Todd. You, the fucking Todd, you, you spent money hanging your bananas. The people that <laughs> listen to this shit have fucking 10 bucks for a goddamn ticket or can have a computer that they can go to the oh. fucking library on. Get an account. Take 10 minutes. If they actually want to go to the show and actually want to listen. Well, if they're listening to your podcast, they have a computer, don't they? 
Right? They, they not, do. Yes, but not they have a computer. Facebook. But Facebook not Facebook. A different entity. So get on Facebook and get a free account. It takes because 10 seconds. I feel comfortable with that about oh, the information. Fucking Jesus there, Christ. How old are you? My grandfather felt comfortable on if, Facebook. If children. Children. They, children. This is okay. You hear this, folks? This is exactly what a car ride to and from a gig is like. <laughs> this is exactly what it's like. Everyone goes, Oh, you guys must be a barrel of monkeys. No, this is just Andrew picking up my iPod really angrily and going, Who the fuck are these people? <laughs> and then you yelling the worst at me for hanging music. bananas. You have the worst and music I've ever heard. And meanwhile, I'm, uh, I'm sitting there fucking strong words for a pedestrian. <laughs> Worst choice in music. So I, I would give I would give is. them this option: they can email you through your website, so they don't need to go on Facebook, or they can befriend you on Facebook, so they can get updates about. Got to be on Facebook. Got to be on Facebook. Got to be on Facebook. Got to get an F. All right, fine. So anyway, we'll throw it open to the listenership. I'm sorry, Andrew's putting that proviso in it. I would have done it myself, folks. But that's me being the. Got to be on host. Facebook because you got to join the the Facebook group so I can email you for the next dark show right. and the next one and the next one and the next one. I won't do that I'm through my that regular group. email. That's but that's your only distribution channel. You don't do other things. Don't do like you know bulk mail outs or anything like that. I right? try not to. Yeah. All right. Okay. So good to know, ladies and gentlemen of the podcast. Try to only tell people who want to know. Yeah. <laughs> who want to know? Right. <laughs> so if you hear this and want to know. You're right. And you join me as a friend, then I know that it's not unsolicited, that you I, actually do want it. I would love a pack of people saying, I hate Facebook, but I love Andrew. Email. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> you, should, you should have seen his face light up. Like, yeah, be awesome. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> be oh, awesome. man. Can you imagine? <laughs> can I you like imagine if people liked me. You know what I want to know? <laughs> I want to know the Simpsons question of the week. Do you? I do. I happen to have it. Thank you. January 9th, right here. Uh, this is something we do for all of our guests. So we ask them. You're asking question. me a question? Yes, I am. You get first crack of this. We all answer. And I will let you guys know right off the bat, I got this question wrong today already. Okay. So I'm already dead out of the gate. So here it goes. Then. In the episode, Diatribe of a Mad Housewife, that is episode FABF05, for those of you Googling, Homer embarks on a new career as a what? Is it A, a fish oil salesman, B, substitute teacher, or C, ambulance driver. Fish oil salesman, substitute teacher, ambulance driver. And I, re- I remember him being a pin monkey. Mm-hmm. Oh, fish oil salesman with his grant with his dad. Okay, fish oil salesman. Darcy. Oh no, that one. That's, that that's, tonic. That's, that's tonic. Snake that's snake oil. oil. That's snake, snake oil, oil right. isn't it? Yeah, it was snake oil. I'm gonna go B. You're gonna go B. Is that the teacher one? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I was going to go uh, with afterwards. Okay, substitute teacher. I said the same thing. And? And as we all know from logic puzzles, we're all wrong. Todd is wrong. Todd selected B. Todd is wrong. Darcy selected (laughs) B. B. Andrew selected B. Therefore, Andrew and Darcy are wrong. It's C, ambulance driver. Okay, as we learned in like the the last episode of this, this one wasn't podcast. wrong. This, this wasn't wrong. I researched it. You didn't have to send. Them I an researched. Angry I did email. not send an angry letter to Harper Collins because <laughs> the next one would be subject line. Look, you idiots! <laughs> I'll let one go, but two in the same month. I actually emailed Harper Collins to point out that one of their questions was wrong. What was the question? Uh, it was about. Uh, the, was the question wrong or was the answer wrong? The answer was wrong. The answer was wrong. Thank you. Yes. Go back to episode. Yeah, go back to 100 and listen to it. That means Andrew's going to have to uh, listen to this. And Andrew, so, thank you so much for being on here. I'm now, this s- wasn't painful, was it? It was um, 
I'm, I'm amazed that you kept the, the pillow behind your head because none of the guests keep it behind their head. Like, yeah. I noticed it was bothering you. You were like, yeah. you were moving, and I was wondering, like, when is he going to throw it to Andrew the floor? Andrew was happiest in a constant level of discomfort. But he never did. It's still that. Like, even Todd took the pillow off the top. I like, it, I like it for the lower lumbar support. That's how I do that. Like, I tell I it was pissing you off, and everyone else is, like, taking it and just throwing it to the floor. Close to sleeping as I can get, the better. <laughs> do you and that's what this go? podcast is all about. Yes. Lulling people to sleep. Lulling them. Anyway, Andrew, thank you uh, so much uh, for showing up here. That wasn't that painful, was it? Shut. You see, now, fuck it. Okay. We're done with that. We're done Dark with that. Dark show every second Tuesday yes, at Absolute start, Comedy every, Toronto. Every how many Tuesdays? Every second. Nice. Is that every month? Could be every yes. month. And, and, until he won't let him put on Chris Pick again. And then the plug is pulled. Uh, thank Does you. Does it for... actually go every second? Sorry, just yeah, every yeah. every second. Like so, if there's no, it's not every second Tuesday. It's the second Tuesday of every month. Oh, it's once a month. That's not every I, other week. That's, that's not as good. Oh, okay, so I that's thought why it was... I was asking why you said that. It's, it's like it could Tuesday be three month. times a month, but no. no okay. Oh, that no. sucks then. Right. So once wow, you guys, if yeah, go out if you're listening to this uh, on Tuesday or Monday night when I'm yes. probably going to release this. Head out to Absolute Comedy. And tell me if who your favorite your, is, if it's Darcy or if it's Todd, and I will give you two free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that I could crush one soul. I'm crushing one soul is worth an extra free ticket oh, to me. Mine has been trampled on. Are you kidding me? I've been through a divorce. Tell me, tell me in that email, friend request, who you hate the most on this podcast. <laughs> Myself and you get an, And you get an extra ticket. So my wife is she's allowed to answer this, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, good. Fucking dead there. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Why you in the doghouse? Who knows? <laughs> After this episode. Oh um, wait, I don't know. Music we need. We why do, don't you have a ring? You're married. Why why aren't you wearing a ring? Because he's um, cruising tonight. Does yeah, she right. know? Yeah, yeah. No, I used to it would interfered with my uh, golf swing. Interfere. So. <laughs> interfere with yeah. female is a female, great month. Female golf, golf instructor. <laughs> <laughs> When she was holding your hand, it got in the way. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you, uh, you want to declare? You want to declare? No, Darcy. I like this conversation quite a lot, actually. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I think I know what Carrie's next <laughs> feedback is. I'm getting the wrap up signal. You know, I know three Darcys, and they're all from Nova Scotia. Really? I've That's never met a Darcy outside of Nova Scotia. I'm trying to think if I have. I don't think that I have. Wow. Huh. Give us some names. Give us some last names. McDonald, uh, Kelly Grew, and uh, McGregor. Oh, those ones. wow, Scottish, eh? You thought? I don't know what Kelly Grew is. What's Kelly Grew? Kelly Grew? I would guess Irish. Maybe. What's Fiander? Who knows? <sighs> Fucked. I I think it's that rash you get un- underneath your ball sack. <laughs> yes, that's fire under. Oh, <laughs> not Fiander. <laughs> not bad. Fire under. Not bad. Uh, song today taking us out is uh, this one is right up your alley. It's by Purple Wizard. <laughs> it's a little track called "I'm Not Angry." More music I never heard of before. <laughs> I'm not angry. Which, if you've listened to this entire podcast, Andrew, get a new URL. Thank you for being on here. We'll have you back again. Okay. All right. Darcy, thank you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) See ya. All right. And this is me saying two Dells.
Just for love.